Hello, and welcome to Mike's Cast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello. Uh, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the year of a million dreams and empowering cast members to be nice. Or really, is, that's what year of a million dreams is supposed to be about. Well, what I don't get is, uh, I thought the cast members were always empowered to go the extra step and be very friendly to the cast members. I mean, when I was there, I mean, it was it was almost at any cost. You want to make the uh, the guests happy. Even when we arrested them sometime, it was like, shake your hand. <laughs> nice to see you. It's great. Here's a pass. Come back later. No, that's good. Uh, though, though I've been told later on it practically got that bad. Oh, I'm so sorry we had to arrest you. And have a magical day. <laughs> well, according to Toast, saying have a magical day is equivalent to saying F you nowadays. So. Oh, it's it's at nauseum. It's, it's like in Congress. The you know the uh, distinguished what, what, gentleman, yeah. the very distinguished gentleman. And if you thought he was really stupid, you said the very distinguished gentleman from whatever state. Right, yeah. right. I, I I really don't get this because I went out of my way as a cast member uh, to make sure people got what they they needed. If a, a small child you know would cry or have a problem, you know there's there's ways to get a balloon or go to city hall and get them. So I mean there was ways to go that extra mile for them. And, you know, I, I don't know how many times I was offered money for tips. And I've said, you know, we, we can't take tips. You know, that's, that's just not. No. Okay, but do, do you things. suppose do you suppose years of, of not enforcing the Disney standard and not enforcing the Disney way, um, the high turnover where your current crop of cast members don't understand what it was like back in the day to do those things? You know, that, since, since I'm not a current cast member and I don't know what's being taught. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to have, have to um, guess, I guess, uh, burnt, you know, ca- burnt some toast. cast member tell us because Richard tells me that Disney university, which used to be what two, two and a half days is down to like half a day and a quick little tour around the park. And that's about it. Where for us orientation was, you know, what was it? Two days of the uh, was, yeah, day and a half, two days, whatever. Disney University. Then when I went to security, we so had you got your own your own area. Took you around and taught yeah, you well, their way. Well, yeah. yeah, we had two or three days of training because most of the guys in security at the time were hired for part time, so it was really easy. You go work a couple couple shifts. We were hired for full time, or I was. So we had to do some day shifts out in the park, and it was hard for them because I was guaranteed eight hours, and a lot of the shifts weren't eight hours. And then they threw you on Graveyard. Graveyard, there wasn't as much training. There, there's a lot of here. we got to do this. They sent you down, walked you through some stuff. And then they, were, they gave you this clock uh, that you had to carry around your, your neck on a, on a strap that had a little keyhole in it. You had to walk around the park, pull these little keys off the wall or other little containers, put them in the clock, turn it, and that showed that I had been in the area, inspected it, made sure you know, no coffee pots were left on, nobody was had fallen and couldn't get up, things like that. <laughs> And literally the first night I had to do that, they handed me a map and said, kind of pointed that way. It's over there. That's where Main Street is. Go for it. If you have any problems, give us a call. And you're on a radio, and it's it was pretty much follow the map and look, you know, for all the clues they told you what's behind this door, or this or that. And so a little less training in that regard, but um, it could be that things have fallen off and they they're not enforcing that whole. You know, Disney smile and, you know, 
homegrown American thing. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think I've I mean, experienced real rude cast members at the park. I, they've still been friendly. Uh, do they go out of their way? See, I, I we no, have no. a different guest experience because we, we go all the time, right? So we're not necessarily yeah, looking for that can, same but thing. But you can watch. You have eyeballs. You can see. You can tell a tourist when you see a tourist. You sure can tell. We can, but I see cast you know, members spend. You know. A lot of time. In fact, sometimes, <coughs> excuse me. I'll sit and I'll, I'll be chatting to one of the you know cast member I used to work with, and guests will walk up and man, they still practically bend over backwards. And this is way before year of yeah. a million. You know, but that was someone who's old school. If you knew them when you that, worked, you know, there, you, that's okay. true. You, you are correct. It was somebody mm-hmm. that was prior to. You Who know, knows what? Exactly. Who knows what it was? I just you know, I'm just wondering if. Because Year of Million Dreams is basically two-pronged what we're learning. It's the whole random prize crew that runs around, you know, this person's on this bench at this time, pick the one on the left, give them, you know, Disney Vacation Club worth so many points. And then it's the cast member thing where someone posted on a board that, you know, they just happened to win table service at Red Rocket's Pizza Port. You know, they still had to pay for their food. They still had to do normal stuff, but instead of walking through the buffeteria line, they got to sit down at a table with a tablecloth and get their Red Rocket pizza port food. Okay, wait, wait. This this was supposed to be a plus? So, you you got table service at a restaurant you may not have eaten at because it's real crappy pizza in the first place, but instead of standing in the line, you get to skip the line to eat the crappy pizza. And they bring it to you out of... (laughs) On a cardboard platter, I guess. Um, but you know, it's it's but it's some way to. You know, I shouldn't be so cynical because I think the whole idea. I don't care what they give you—a pin, a lanyard. To me, that's something more than you had before you walked in the door. But these people didn't get. You know, they didn't get a pin or a lanyard. They got the opportunity to <laughs> have a table service <laughs> to eat on a tablecloth. <laughs> okay, but okay, I was at Disneyland this last Friday. Um, me, the two kids. By myself for a couple hours. No way. You, yep. you actually went to the park without the wife? Yeah, she It's like was, the second was... time in your life you've actually taken your kids to the park without another adult with you, isn't it? Yeah, well, unless you want to count the time you were there. Well, I think that was the first time you had an adult yes. with you. Yeah. Yes, well, all well, right. The so first was... time you ventured into the park with your two kids without your wife or in-laws with you to help you maintain control yep. over the kids. Yep, yep. So this time I went by myself. Um, okay. We were... Yeah! All right, okay. all right. I'm okay. proud of you, Mike. Okay. Oh yeah! Wait, I got wait, wait, wait. I got. I, I got to get some. You gonna hoist one? Yeah. I got to get here. You want one too? Yeah, sure. Here, here, here. You want something? Yes. I'm. I'm proud of you, Mike. All right. Oh, that well, is, I, I, I'm surprised. This is is such a great moment. I wish I I need a... Where's my camera? I need to take a picture. This is great. I'm sorry, Mark. (laughs) Don't be Mike. All right. Anyway, did you hear what I said about missing the... uh, No, I was so elated and excited for you, Mike. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It almost brought a tear to my eye. I I had a magical moment there. Okay, good. And I'm not even at Disneyland right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the kids behave well. Uh, but I did run into someone I worked with. Uh, she was there with her daughter. So, 
we hooked up. Uh, I was there from like 11 to 3. We finally ran into each other at like 3 o'clock. And then she spent, they spent a couple hours with us. And then we went home. But what I was getting at was when we, we were, went on Star Tours. And just as the guy, he walks through, you know, to the exit side, makes sure that side's clear, comes in door comes into the cabin, shuts the exit doors, all the doors except the one he goes out, shuts, he checks all the belts, and then before he leaves, he says, who could tell me what attraction opened in 1977? Raise your hand. So I raise my hand. Two or three people behind me blurt out the answer. He points to me since I raised my hand, and I gave him the answer, Space Mountain. He goes, very good. How many people are in your party? I said, five. He hands me five fast passes for Space Mountain, Tells everyone, says, may the force be with you, walks out the door. Would you consider that something part of the year of a million dreams? Yes, because in the past, that They never did that. Well, yeah. one, there was no fast pass in my day. Um, but we wouldn't have had that kind of... Well, I don't want to say we would have that kind of power. If there was a really bad experience, yeah, I could have went to the, the area manager and say, hey... Got a backdoor hey, pass dude, or something. Yes. You know, these people just really had a crappy experience over here. They, this and that. Can you help me out and put them on backdoor? I, I would have no problem getting that kind of stuff done. You just had to know you could do it, empower yourself. I hate that word, empowered. But, you know, take the bull by the brass gonads and do something. I mean, it's it's all they can do is say no. So you, you can say, hey, if, you know, wait here a second. Let me check something out. And, you know, then you can give them some BS reason if they won't let, won't let you do it. Sure. So, you know, it's it's your willingness to step out and do it while you're getting paid nine dollars and ninety three cents yeah. an hour or Everybody whatever you got paid at the time. I don't know. No, so that second- is pretty cool though. I, I got to say that when we were that time we had Disney World, we did the fast pass. We got a bonus fast pass out of the machine at the same time. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. But no, that is that's good, and it's good that he recognized you for you know raising following your directions, hand and following and not, directions. Yeah. He did ask you the. People raised their hand, not blurted out. That's exactly what he said. Who okay. could tell me? Who could tell me what attraction opened in 1977? Raise your hand. So Simon says, and you did, and yeah, and I have five fast pass, and I made the kids go on Space Mountain again. Made them? Sure. Well, Cece wanted to go. The boy, not so much. But how you know, come? I, I've noticed is that it's the girl always gets the name Cece. The boy gets the boy. Because he's a man, he needs he needs to you know. Doesn't matter what his name is, he's the boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you could say the girl if you want, if it'll make it easy for you. No, 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 no. Cece works for me. I was you know right. she's the cute one. I gotta say, I was looking at some of those pictures I took of them in the park that time we were there. You know, she's also the camera over. hand. She is she is a diva. She is a little diva. So, yeah. uh, but that's okay. That's what chicks are supposed to do. But this time we get off the ride. You know, the boy says to me, "That was cool." So there was a. Oh, he also loved Jedi Academy, by the way. That oh, was, really? I, was, I did see the you know refurbed Tomorrowland Terrace. I'm so glad to see it called Tomorrowland Terrace again. Though the the little bit of artwork on top of the the stage, you know, looks a little cheaper than it shell, used to. Shell of its former self. Yeah, yeah not yeah. not quite the whole thing. So how was so, the Academy? I listened to a little bit of Jeff's podcast when he was playing it, but I didn't get to finish it today. I or, thought it was fun. Did you participate? No, I couldn't convince either of the children to step up to the rope and jump up and down like the warm-up guy tells you to do. Oh, okay. So there's a warm-up guy. Now, yeah, is it two... is it simply for, like, kids under 12? Um, 
Can adults you know, do it? I didn't see him pick any adults. No DFs but, out there. But I didn't see any. I didn't also, but I did not see any adults raising their hand to get picked either. So, so who if knows? we see it's a well, I'm trying to think what a Star Wars. Uh, we get SWF. So there's no no bobs in the in the audience no, jumping up no and down star. like a crazy person, huh? No, no. But the kids are there, and you know, the two warm up guys come out because everyone's sitting on the floor. There's a roped off section then towards the back of the floor area, you know, where you, people used to dance. And they come out and tell everyone to get up. Okay, now this is what's going to happen. The Jedi Master is going to come out and you'll be jumping up and down, yelling and screaming. And if, as soon as you stop jumping up and down, yelling and screaming, he's not looking at you anymore. So don't stop. And sure enough, you, they come out. It's two helpers, two Jedi Masters. And, you know, right away he starts, okay, the youngling and dressing the orange, the, this one dressed in this, come for, you know, he starts picking them out of the crowd. They throw a robe on them, hand them a toy lightsaber, and away they go. Um, but when all that ruckus was going on, there's no, I couldn't convince either, either of the kids. Well, to yeah, I, I remember the last time you you tried to, and I've got great pictures of it. I should post them on the forum where you're trying to drag your, your boy to Buzz Lightyear, and he's going the, you, you literally, both of you are going in the opposite directions. It's very, uh, very funny. Well, when, okay, now when old Darth Vader came out, glued, wouldn't take his eyes off him, wouldn't. He wasn't afraid. Just watched the whole thing. Oh, he's, Darth, he's, he was scared crapless. He was he was frozen like a deer in headlights. No, no, he he loved it because when it was over, it's all he could talk about. Next time I'm gonna fight Darth Vader, he says. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. We'll see. We'll cool. see. I didn't believe him. All right. But, well, this, okay, but the second, you know, the second good, tangent number one. Yeah, let's get back sure. to the. The second uh, little extra thing happened is after space. After I said goodbye to the coworker and her daughter, um, Buzz was open because it had been closed earlier. We're walking by a churro cart, and the girl says, I want a churro. I said, okay, well, after we go on Buzz, I'll buy you a churro. And you can share it with your brother. No, I want my own. And right away, the boy says, no, I want my own. Okay, fine. We get off Buzz. I walk up the churro cart. I lean in close to the guy. I say, one, split it in half, hand it to me one at a time. And he thought that was quite funny and met my request. And so I paid for one churro, and the kids think, each think they got their own. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry because I wasn't paying attention. I was actually typing to Mr. <laughs> to Mark. Tell the story. Uh, you, he, you had the guy split it in half and hand him two. Yeah, hand him, hand him to him one at a time. So they thought they each got their own. You know, I, I don't know if I'd consider that extra magical. That's anybody. No, but yeah, but you know, it's an odd request, and it is, you know, it, it is it, an odd request, and it was. It's good that this cast member, you know, honored your request. I. Don't know if I'd go to the the level of um, no, no. I wouldn't the say extra the... magical moment, mod, whatever this thing's called right now. But that is cool. That's what you expect. To me, that's like a minimum requirement sure. for a guest experience. I agree, but I'm just wondering if the whole year of a million dreams is making people more susceptible—not susceptible, more willing to do those things where they weren't before. You know, it's possible, and you know, maybe if it reinforces where they've lacked in their training or their indoctrination. Maybe they watered the Kool-Aid down a little too much. You know, so if this is helping to get us back to where we should have been, then it's but a it's good great. thing. As but, long as it doesn't get sugary sweet, like have a magical day, <laughs> you know, every time they end a conversation. No, no. But I also don't think it's driving any attendance like they're expecting either. No, you know, to be honest with you, I was surprised when they they rolled right into another celebration. 
if anything, I expected the 35th year of the Magic Kingdom or yeah, prepping yeah. It, prepping you for the 25th Epcot year 25. of Epcot coming up, uh, not to go into another celebration. I, I just think it's odd if they're worried there's just going to be a huge drop-off of attendance or, I mean, God, the attendance at Disneyland... Uh, could we handle any more right now? I mean, when when oh. Chef was out here, it's like <laughs> let's walk around and collect fast passes all day and shoot, you know, shoot, shoot the shit, the and then maybe later we'll go on all well, these rides. rides. It's, I mean, it was a zoo. It was crowded. It was uncomfortable for the local person. For but you know, it's funny as a kid, we'd go in there, uh, you know, Pirates is forty five minutes. Oh, so Who cares? Everybody yeah. gets in line. It was just. A thing you the do. level of expectation was now, different. yeah, and then you know, fast pass. Oh, you know, let's get a fast pass. We'll come back later. I would have never thought of coming back later. It was like either go for it or don't go for it. And uh, yeah, so well, you just said something that made me want to comment, and he kept talking, and I just lost it. <sighs> I have no memory capacity anymore, huh? No, because I'm trying to actually pay attention to what you say rather than just let you drone on. And no, I went right with your hair. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Oh, yeah. oh, I know what I was gonna say. Okay, when I when because we went to DCA first on Friday, we come across into Disneyland, scan the annual pass. There's a person standing right there. Would you be willing to participate in the survey? Sure. Give me your email address. I came home. The survey was waiting for me in my email box. Right. Don't say they they didn't do it right there. No, no. Just gave my gave my email address. They showed it to me on their little screen to make sure they'd route it down right. Now was the end of it. So I come home and I take the survey. One of the questions was, was Disneyland too crowded? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Wait, wasn't Burnt saying there was um, some surveys going? Uh, yeah, about, do you think, uh, something about California losing, uh, DCA losing its California theme. I was oh, oh that, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was looking for that, but no, I didn't get that. That's funny. I actually, you know, it gets back to the, the whole question about the price, the entry uh, entry price, which is high, but it doesn't seem to be keeping the crowds down. And you know, we've talked about no. how it can be a form of crowd control because in yes. the past, yes. when they've had the cheaper weekends for the locals, it's become zoo. even more, of a, more zoo. of a zoo. And you've noticed they haven't done that for a while. And I wonder if that's just because it's it's a freaking zoo. And I don't know, capacity-wise, you know, Burnt was correct oh. that they need another uh, a cruncher or two, you know, people cruncher to get some pe- I mean, that's <sighs> you need another high capacity attraction to take some people off the street. That that would help. You know yeah. what? Think about it. I mean, back when I was there and you were there, we still had uh, the motorboats. Now, it didn't take a lot of people, but it draws some people away. You have the Skyway. Not a lot of people, but it's drawing people away. You or think got them off the street. Yeah. Oh, got them off. People mover. Huge capacity. Oh, yeah. You know, you think about that. It, it just takes... Subs. A, subs. It just takes a few people at a time. And some of these attractions start drawing people off other ones and balancing things out. I think it's... You know... Circle... Oh, Buzz, Buzz chews up more people than Circle Vision ever would. I'm sure it does. Uh, you can talk about the quality of the traction in a different light but yeah it, it because it's an omni mover and it never stops unless you know somebody with help have, needs help have you noticed have you noticed that they um that the people loading have little remotes in their hand yes i saw that and that's to slow the slow the belt uh, slow the traction down for people who are taking their time getting in their 
in their vehicle. Yeah, that's that's a good little device then. Rather than totally stopping it, they can just try to. Yeah, yeah. Because that's you know that's got to be a hard place to be. You want to say you know get your dumb ass in there, or <laughs> get your fat ass out of there. You know what the hell's taking you so long? Because really, it it, it it's ruining another guest experience because you think you own the place and you're you know lollygagging in and out, or you're too stupid to realize you you know the the things moving at the same speed you are. Uh, sometimes you look at people and you're thinking what. Is going through their mind. What the nothing. hell are they standing it's there for? It's empty. It's Trust empty. me, it's empty. Yeah. There's nothing going through there. I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple concept. There's a seat, your butt goes in it, and you sit down. And, and you know, it's like people haven't decided who they're going to sit with yet until they get on the moving platform. And they're trying to reshuffle who they're sitting with. And I'm like, oh, my. I, it, just, it, it drives me nuts sometimes. And you're, like, trying to relax. You know, come on. It, just, it doesn't matter. Let me just... Ride the ride, enjoy it, and you know, I, uh, I just it just happens. It drives me nuts. All right, was that tangent number two? Ah, uh, uh, ding! Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't. So I, I don't know if this is going to help. I, I'm. It's sad to think you got to tell a cast member they can go out of their way to make a guest happy. Now the funny thing is, with your cast member, does you know have they issued you know now what did your fast pass look like before I regular fast pass with uh, with a time for about uh, let's see when we get on there about two hours later okay we were were on the ride at like three and their fast pass was like for five ten okay so I'm sure because I haven't worked there since fast pass I'm sure um, there was some override to spit out a few fast passes without you know a ticket or whatever. So supervision, area supervision is probably spit out, you know, 50 fast passes or whatever. Maybe every hour they go over and spit some out. I'm not sure how they work the time thing out. And given, you know, spread out some fast passes amongst amongst the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, Star Wars cast members to say, here, you know, do this every other, you know, cabin or something. I I don't know what they're doing. And that's that's a good thing. Now, they could have done that without the year of, Magical giveaways or whatever. Whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, but they have chosen not to, and now they are. And again, it's kind of sad to think that it's taken a promotion like this to do that when it's always been within their power. It doesn't cost them a dime to do this. Nope. It's strictly nope. PR and uh, making guests happy. That's it, what the place is about. Well, absolutely. I just You just wonder if there's other areas... Okay, I mean, there's only two examples of cast member thought up ways of enhancing a guest experience. The, yeah, and the, I give the, you, the, I give you half a point of that churro thing because I think no, that's no, just no, a not cast the churro member. thing. I'm talking about the Red Rocket. You know, show up to Red Rocket. Oh, okay. Now again, how did you find out about that? You, it was posted on some either mice chat, mice cat. No, uh, some DF uh, hangout, huh? No, no, no. I might even been on the DPN oh, forum. Well, of course, that's not a DF hangout. That's quality. Quality yeah, Disney fans. But yeah. I, I don't. The problem is, I don't remember where I read it. So, um. I know there's a lot of cynicism out there about this whole thing, and I've, I've seen some posts where people say, you know, I wouldn't even accept the pinner lanyard. That's, you know, it's like beneath me to take that. And I'm like, who to the hell do you think you are? Well, the problem is, we've come used, we've come accustomed to celebration times. Everybody walking through the gate got something. Nah. Now, Okay, come on, go back to the 35th anniversary. <coughs> yeah, yeah. The gift game machine. Everybody got something. It might have been an ice cream bar. You know, 
for all we know, that if the internet community was existing back then, they'd probably blast them for that. But everybody walked through the gate, got a ticket to go to the hub, stick it in the gift giving machine, and maybe a car rises out of the box. Wait, wait, wait! Not everybody got the one to go to the gift giver, though. I don't. I think that was like uh, you know. Again, I not. Oh, you're remembering. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's how long ago? Fifteen years, right? Yeah, you, but, you got something. You got a thing. Maybe a pin or a button yeah, through the, the gate. The gift giver was the gift giver was for next level. Yeah, and that's the one that gave you the woody to go down there to see if you could pull it and. Get, get the, car. the the car. Hey, by the Geo. way, I, what? Geo. They were the Geo. Yeah, yeah, I found the videotape that you were talking about where we had taped the electrical parade uh, in full, and we had taped the Country Bear Christmas and a few other things. It was just a tape of just Disneyland. Disneyland. It, it was circa, I was going to say it's 1989, Christmas of 1989. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and there was some kind of... Um, Are we in it, or is it just... No, 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 yeah, there's a time when, you know, Richard's making some dumbass comment about, you know, reporters on the scene or something. I'm like, turn around, Richard, just, you know. Um, but there's... This is something that I didn't remember in the hub, where the partner statue is now. It was a a um, a globe that you could see through. It's like, you know, a wire globe. Oh, it was the globe of death from Circus Fantasy. No, 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 no. Not that that large. No, it had a Mickey on top of it. It was like, you know, 10 feet tall, maybe. Uh, It was like the longitude, latitude, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, use those as the making the the ball itself. And Mickey was on top of it. And it, it, the camera didn't stay on it long enough to really look at it. I burned them all to DVD. So I'm going to have to try to pause and see what the heck that was about. But, um, it was wow. kind of interesting. I finally found it. Was looking for it, and I was um, so far. I once I finalized the disc, and I went to to burn it into or pull it into uh, Final Cut, and for some reason I can't seem to pull it in there. I've got to figure it out. I might have to just hook the the deck directly to the the Mac rather than trying to burn it the CD and then take the CD into it. But I don't know. I'd like to see that. Uh, we we were at the we were at the Matterhorn, right? Right where the yes where we filmed, yeah Matterhorn Way, yeah. Had a good angle of it coming. Best, it was coming up best, from Main Street. Yeah, best spot. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I also had I don't know I had filmed. I've got an old film of the XB seventy flying on a test flight, and that started off. I'm thinking, what's going to be on this tape? I bet you know it was duping an old eight uh, millimeter. Yeah, I'll say that film. That sounds like a Telus and a conversion from a. I remember watching that little movie. Yeah, it was where that it caught fire? Is that where it caught fire landing? Uh, yeah, where the yeah, one okay. of the tires blew and. Yeah, that and the, that uh, claymation film we made in high school, that was pretty funny. <laughs> My kids were like, "You do that in a computer?" I'm like, "No, no, no. There, there were no computers around to do that." I said, "They said, well, how'd you make it move? I don't see your hands." I Three said, frames. "One frame at a time." I said, "Just like Nightmare Before Christmas." Well, that's done with a computer. I said, "No, it's no. one movement at a time, one click of the camera." Move, click, move, click, move, click. You know, it's it's uh, quite. I mean, it took us, I think, a day to film this like thirty second little thing. It it, it it's quite uh, quite nerve wracking and to do, but it was fun. It was fun to sure. do. Sure. Uh, so, All right. I don't know how anyway. long have we gone. Can we feel some more airtime, or are we just going uh, off on of nothing now? No, no, no. I, well, I was gonna bring up. I was gonna ask you if you've been to the park and if you've witnessed anything like. No, actually, the question before that was going to be, do you think other areas... Okay, so Star Tours are heading up fast, especially Space Mountain. 
Red Rockets is doing table service. Have you seen anything else? I haven't seen similar. Squat. Have you? Well, have you been in the park a lot lately? Uh, I was in the park with Mark or with Jeff, you, okay. John Dub, Burnt Toast yeah. the other day. Um, that was a week ago. That was, was a week, a week ago. ago. I have not been back. I might be going this weekend. I got emailed um, from a listener saying he was going to be in town, so I might go in Saturday. Uh, Chambers, but no. Goss Lounge is supposed to be there this weekend, isn't he? Well, I don't know. That wasn't who contacted me. but right. I, I've always thought I've noticed an extra level of helpfulness. I, I mean, I was in DC the, DCA the other day, and the wife and I were looking and shopping and some stuff. You know, I, you know, this is a funny thing. You go in a store like that, and the animation, you know, looking at artwork, there's a couple thousand dollars. Hey, do you have this in stock? You know, we saw this thing the other day. It's not hanging here now. And, man, they'll take 20, 30 minutes looking for them. Okay, no, not, not interested oh. today. You know, thinking, yeah. what kind yeah. of time does that take? And they have no idea if, the, if you can afford it or not. But they help but you a- just like you can. It's a great customer service. And they're, oh, if you want to order it, we're out of it. And it's not even a question that they would do it. I've never had anybody yeah, yeah, right. treat the me merchandise, like, you know. The merchandise people are, I, I don't know what's... If regular retail can learn from merchandise folks inside Disneyland, they could. Because I give you, I was I I went in the mall one Sunday. We had been to church, I think, and and for that listener who left us a one star reading an iTunes for postulizing and mentioning Jesus or whatever, and we love Jesus a, and hate Democrats. I hate Democrats. <laughs> um, I don't remember ever saying I hate Democrats, but if, for the record, um, no, I I don't hate Democrats. I hate what they stand for. No, just kidding. Um, I don't remember ever having a Jesus show like they were accusing us no. of, but maybe it was the time Mark and I were talking. We were just talking about our personal lives, you know. So, you know, uh, screw know. you. I don't. I, if you don't don't like it, don't listen. We're here talking about Disney. If we want to put a little bit of religion behind that, I mean, Disney's family oh. is Catholic and are, are big time Catholics. So, if you don't think Disney's got some influence with some possible, uh, uh, you know, religious upbringing or a foundation eh, you know believe whatever you want to believe you think i hate you democrats fine i don't i love everybody we're one big happy family you know i just don't necessarily agree with your point of view but doesn't mean i hate you guys exactly we need you guys to remind us why we're right no just kidding (laughs) i heard that comment about uh ted kennedy once we don't want to get rid of ted we need to bottom him or put him in a you know, you keep some picture of them so we can realize why we don't. No, just came. Yeah. So, anyways, what were we saying before we went on that little rant about a one-star review? Thank you very much. Uh, God, you know, if I, we were actually had a Jesus show when we were thumping our Bibles and preaching, I'd, I'd understand that I that might exactly. be certain. I, I don't remember ever saying anything like that. So it's like I don't you know, know. We might have talked about. I don't. Might have been when Mark was on. We're talking about. It's just, his you know, it's almost not worth even speaking about. But I just felt like lashing out there for a second. It just came That's out. Good. You know. I was. I feel like I was being, you know, excised there. It just freed me. How's that? <laughs> good. Venting's good for you. Yeah, I think so. All right. No, we we're talking about the, you know, retail learning from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the church thing, because I said I was at church. So yeah. I was, we were dressed up, you know, fairly nice. We went into a pet store in the Westminster Mall, and they had, you know, a couple um, very expensive puppies, and we just asked to see one. There was a guy standing next to me, you know kind of biker looking guy big old wall, leather wallet with a chain hanging from his his belt and all that the, the the cashier totally ignored this guy and helped me 
I wasn't going to spend a couple grand on a puppy. I just wanted to see the puppy. The guy next to me with the leather, you know, uh, wallet and chain, I think was far more interested and probably would have dumped money down and purchased an animal. You just, you, you know, you can't judge by the cover. And that's, a, I think, a good example of, you know, who was standing there first? He migrated over to me because the way I was dressed and I had the appearance of money. Not necessarily having the money, but the appearance. And, and that bugs me. And even in my business now, my boss is always complaining about, you know, I, w I wear polo shirts and, you know, you need to wear a shirt and tie. And I'm like, you know, this is me. I'm not going to lie about who I am. This is, you know, uh, Dockers and, and a polo shirt. That's that's me. And at that, I'm usually outdressing most of my clients. I'm in the building industry. They're a bunch of moms. <laughs> or a lot of them are, not all of them. But, Wait, but what know. what kind of puppy costs 2000 bucks? Oh, I think it was one of those um, Chinese... Uh, oh, Sharpay. Sharpay or something. Okay. Well, even if it was a 1000 or $750 puppy, which there's plenty of those out there. <laughs> Dog. Haven't you ever seen He's these got... $500 puppies, $600 no, puppies? that's retarded. I know. Go down to the uh, the shelter and pick them up for about 100 bucks, spade and everything. More or less. Yeah, I mean, that's about what it is, but you never know what you're getting. Uh, well, you don't really know what you're getting as a puppy because half these breeders are a bunch of, you know. JD turkeys anyway. Yeah, anyway. All right. So but that's but, my tangent for, yes, Disney. People could learn from Disney because it's not all about, you know, the cover. You know, and when people go to Disneyland, they're usually dressed down. So you really yes. don't know what you're getting. Unlike unlike back in the 50s where they dressed up. Yeah, I love those pictures of, you know, the 50s and 60s seeing guys in Su suits and hats suits and, and the hats, women yeah. in the dresses. In their Sunday dress, yeah. That, that is... That is an era gone, which in some ways I miss. I, miss. I mean, I, I think the whole the little hat thing and the, just the sports jacket and the little skinny tie is not. It's really kind of. Um, People behave different when they dress up. Yes, they do. Well, that's. Oh, oh, oh man, we could go on a whole tangent about uh, grad night and the way they've changed the standards of how you have to dress for grad night, and it's it's totally changed. I think. You don't have to dress up anymore. How they behave at grad night and, and where some. Some schools don't even bother with Disneyland's grad night anymore because it's just not worth it. It's wow. Not, yeah. Well, when I was there, it was starting to change. In fact, there was some rap band. You know, the, then you start changing. You know, the the bands and stuff they have in there, which is, you know, are, is asking for problems. But there's a there's some kind of rap band on Tomorrowland Terrace, and there'd been an altercation, and one of our officers had been assaulted by the band or one of the guys in the band. What? That was a well-known band. I don't remember the name now, but at the time I could have said, oh, yeah, that you know those guys. Our supervision, or one or two of our supervision, pressed hard on our guy not to press charges. And he ended up giving in to supervision and not pressing charges. I was on the union at the time, and when I found out about it, I was incensed. I'm like, what the sure. hell did you do? You know, Don't let them talk to you. I mean, the guy was assaulted. There's no question about it. He was hit once or twice and it was just wrong and because disney being disney they didn't want to uh, have yeah. any problems but it, you know it used to be you had to have a jacket and tie on if you were a guy you, the women had to have either a, a pantsuit on or a dress it got to the point where our, i saw no jackets sometimes no ties tennis shoes which they would never allow uh, the idea is you don't want to be identified with school colors 
You yeah. want to keep it neutral. People yeah, yeah. behave differently when they're dressed. You know, all that stuff. And it's it's really been diluted over the years. I mean, they used to bring out wardrobe trailers to the front of the park because, you know, there's going to be a bunch of dumb shit high schoolers that didn't listen to the rules. When I went to grad night, they wouldn't let you on the bus unless you yeah, had everything yeah, yeah. you needed to have once you got there. You had to show up in the bus. You had to leave on the bus. There were no driving your cars. So they had those trailers out there to make sure for the dumb shits that didn't wear a jacket or didn't wear a tie or didn't wear slacks, you could get something to check out to you. Nah, don't, they don't do that anymore. They walked them in backstage. They didn't have everybody come through the front gate. It just, I, I think it's deteriorated. I, I I don't know. I don't have any present experience from the last, you know, five or six years. That sounds But that's, that's what I saw before I left. Well, I, you know, you talked about an example of uh, shopping in DCA and they didn't know if you're going to spend and they, you know, bent over backwards uh, at the star tour shop. My wife was thinking of buying a sweater for uh, the boy, Darth Vader sweater, not his size on the rack. She goes up to the counter and says, do you have this? Do you even carry this in extra small? Yes, we do. I'll be right back and see if we have any in the back. Didn't have to ask her to do that. Didn't have to do anything for that. If you're out in the out in the real world, before you even ask, hey, can you check in the back? They say, oh, we have no back stock. I know it's it's okay. totally different. And in fact, we wanted to buy, but we wanted the, we wanted our <laughs> cast member friend to buy. We just wanted to make sure they had one. <laughs> it's a big ticket item. We wanted thirty five percent, thirty five percent off of it. Yeah, I miss that's. I gotta say, the one thing I truly miss about working at the park was my thirty five percent discount. Um, Speaking of discounts, do you know what kind of discount you get if you're a Best Buy employee? Um, you have to pay them to buy something. I don't. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. A hey, Best Buy. What would you think retail? Right, ten, twenty percent. Right. Typical. If, if okay. that, yeah. Okay. Cost plus five percent. Well, you know, on most computer items, hey, cost yes. plus ten percent or five percent is about is, what list price is. Correct. Correct. Because computers are thin margin. But yes. Appliances. They sell washers, dryers, refrigerators. Yes, they, yeah. they sell high-end stereo equipment. They sell TVs. Yeah, you, don't think, can... you don't think those TVs are marked up? Well, having worked in the camera industry for a while, I can tell you most cameras are marked up 5 bucks if you're lucky. It's the accessories Yes, is where yes. the money is made. And that's where I made my money in sales was we had what they call the SPIF program. I forgot what it stood for. You know, special... Product incentive yeah, for yeah. Every, freaks. Knows, I don't know what it. Everyone but, knows what spiffs are. Yeah, so yeah, I made no money on the camera, but if I could sell you the leather case, the, the filter, lens cover, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, all that stuff, I, I made a ton of money doing that. When I worked at Super Shop, same way, same same thing. Yeah, <laughs> wheels, so, wheels and t- wheels and tires, no margin. But I sold you the lug nuts yeah. and the, and the chrome. Oh, uh, what you need air in those tires, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> The chrome valve stems and all that. Yeah. That oh, you want up. us to mount them? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that for you. Because 20 chrome lug nuts adds up. Yeah, yeah. Did you charge for the little chrome valve, too? Yep, yep. Yeah. You know what I that went was... to? I forgot what place I bought my new tires. Didn't even charge me for the chrome valves. I was really no, surprised. Man, it's, it's I didn't even cheap. ask for them. They showed up when I picked up the car. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Sorry. <laughs> <yeah>. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You can, you can live? Yeah, I'm going to live. I'll just take another okay. drink of my adult beverage here and I'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a year of a million dreams. I'd like to be there though. When I, when, when I see somebody win something big. Yeah. No. Well, my question is, or even they, see, they, or even see the prize crew roaming. 
Okay, although Price Crew is fairly nondescript. In fact, when I first saw Price Crew, I thought they were just, you know, a, a lanyard trading, you know, a pen trading person walking around. I didn't realize they were the Million Dreams people. Uh, they usually, I've seen them in packs, usually one or two or three at a time. Uh, now, if they separate, I don't know. That's that's the way I've seen them so far. Have you seen the commercial for the first people that won their day no, at Walt Disney World? No, I've themselves? seen the picture, though. That's an awesome picture. Um, you know, it's their... Um, Walking down the red carpet, not a friggin' soul in the place. Yes, I wonder how early in the morning they have to get up to do that. There's another thing. You've just won, you know, your own <laughs> trip around the park, but you got to be there at uh, 0400. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the O stand for? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's early. Okay, there's a little shout-out to Good Morning Vietnam, yeah. right? Somebody was commenting that they looked like the All-American family. And, yes. well, yes. yes and no. They had some of the right demographics, but yeah, if you ugly were to people do not apply. Yeah, ugly people do not apply. If you were to compare them to some of the past big winners of like the 25th celebration, the 35th celebration, they're, I think, a step down, but still middle America. I definitely look like someone that could come out of, you know, Wisconsin, Missouri, you know, um, uh, middle, you know, farm fed middle America people. But okay. not quite the let's say the ad blitz people that you see enjoying the park in a typical Disney ad. I mean, you can remember the ads from the fifties and sixties, even into the seventies. They looked like they were literally almost candid shots in the park. Now the slick advertising that, you know, the Disney marketing team puts out, they're almost always PC. They're, you know, so perfectly staged and the people are, perfect and flawless and their skin and their dress just perfectly <laughs> that's kind of the people that you used to see who you, you know won the 25th millionth guest that walked in the park well remember they've got a whole all they gotta do is watch for johnny be good coming through that that's the kid look at him you couldn't get much clean cutter than that right yeah yeah, yeah. uh can't do that with this one this is now, I, people are arguing with me that no way, they're not going to let this happen. Because you know, MySage had a concern, and I've talked to a couple of cast members who had the same concern. They're worried about basically, you know, Joe Gangbanger and his family winning yeah. <laughs> and be the poster children for the year of a million dreams. And, you know, you know, the cynics are telling me there's no way that's going to happen. Disney's going to handpick them. Sure. This is being handled totally by an outside agency because there are laws and rules and regulations of the way contests are run. And I, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to convince some of those uh, critics out there because, one, they'll think I'm a shill uh, or I, I can never see anything wrong Disney does. And I'm like, well, I guess you haven't listened to my podcast. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's a valid concern. I, th I don't think you're going to have as much of a chance of that happening in Florida as you are here in Southern California considering what, a the, gangbanger? the mass locals that come uh -huh. in. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you could you could see the family of Raider shirts, with you know black <laughs> caps turned sideways or, Dod or Dodgers jerseys. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, and, and there's nothing. I mean, they're they're in general they're fine people. You know, we're we're talking about the minority and kind of generalizing uh, the larger group. But there there is a worry that they won't have the clean cut American family. So I don't know. It should be interesting to see how it all plays out. But it's a pretty cool commercial to see and to see this family just yeah walking down Main Street. Absolutely nobody there, and they get in the little car and they drive around. I'm thinking that would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. 
Though I think I'd rather get the night in the castle. I think that personally sounds cool until you're I locked mean, in and you can't go out, you know. And what do you got to do there? You're going to have, you know, security stand around to make sure you don't sneak out in the sure. middle of the night? Exactly. You know, that, that seems a little weird, but uh, it would be kind of cool to see the space. I think I'm more interested in seeing the space than actually staying in it. It's kind of like seeing Walt's apartment on Main Street. It was cool to see. I don't think I'd ever really want to stay in it, but it was cool to see. It would be be great to hang out and do a podcast in, uh, something like that, but it's not a place I necessarily want to stay. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you, know, you haven't seen it. You haven't been in it, so it's it's kind of hard to... Oh, no, the apartment want to stay we, out there. We have no there. common frame of reference. That's right. <laughs> we pick, don't. Pick that movie. I... You're at a loss, aren't you? Yeah, what movie is that from? McCoy talking to Spock. You know, life, death. You know, you know, we we have a connection here. It's so like uh, we have no common frame of reference. You mean I've got to die to talk to you about death? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, don't re- yeah. don't remember that one. Uh, classic. It was start. Tra- it was, had to be th- was it three? No, it was five. No, 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 no it wasn't five. <laughs> four. It was in four. It was right after he'd been taken off to Genesis Planet. They're going to go the back. Way- the whale, the whale one. one? Yeah, it's the whale one. Oh. Right when they're on the Klingon bird of prey and they're getting ready to head out. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I... Yeah. Never mind. Oh, that was well. one of the best ones. Yeah, it was the best one. It's too bad my brain failed me on that one. Yeah, it is too bad. But, oh, you know, that's the subject I wanted to talk about. There was another podcast out there, and I will need, you know, not mention its name because I do like the podcast. Um, they were talking about CGI, and it's probably a fad, and it's maybe been overused, and they mentioned, like, the Star Trek's movies i'm thinking you know i kind of hit home because i love star trek sure there's been some bad star trek movies uh but overall i think the franchise has been good some people say it was overdone because at one point there was what three star trek shows on the air at the same time yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, a slight bit of overlap between next generation uh deep space nine and voyager no voyager Uh, was no, no, no. Voyager no. overlapped with Deep Space Nine. Yes, but it did not overlap with. No, no, you're Next right. Generation. Next Generation had already been off. So, but there was, there was always like two concurrently running up until yep, the point yep. of Voyager ended, and then you know Enterprise, unfortunately, failed. Uh, but I don't think it's an overdone franchise. You just got to do it right. It's like with Disney attractions, you can overdo the Pixar attractions, but if they're all quality attractions, you might be able no to get away notice. with it. Yeah, no one's going to uh, notice. It. And. I'm thinking, wait, James Bond movies have gone on and on and on. Maybe they don't run TV series and all that, but Casino it's a franchise, Royale's... a long... Oh, yeah, Casino Royale is coming out, sure. And that's a remake. Okay, you can't really call Casino Royale a remake. <laughs> Do you know who was in the original Casino Royale? David Niven, yes, I know it was a spoof. Yes, it was, it was a spoof. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think it was that close to the... Well, the books are true dime store novels. Have you ever read a James Bond book? Yes, yes. Uh, it takes about, you know, what, an hour to read them? I mean, they're no, not they're very not, large. They're not that short. but you uh, know. No, but they're they're literally a true dime store novel. I mean, they're very thin. Um, the movies are very, very loosely based on them. Some a little closer than others. Some character, are name only. Character names, yeah. Yeah, we we've, it's like um, a perfect example of that is... Jurassic Park 2. We'll use the names, but we'll spare the story and just do our own. You know, they took elements from the first... Well, actually, even the third movie took elements from the first book that were never used. The second movie also used elements from the first one. And they just kind of made up their own crap as they went along. I was really disappointed in Spielberg. I mean, 
I, I some people out there think Spielberg's the god and he nods to Disney every time he farts. But uh, the second movie was horrible. The book was great. They bastardized the book, kept some names, yeah. jumbled it all around, and just raped the franchise. Uh, it, it was terrible. I, it's just it. It bugged me big time because the first one was so. I like the first one very much. The so good, and though third it one, varied from the uh, book somewhat. It at least tra- stayed true in in concept. <laughs> the second one just, you know, and, and Spielberg's got a thing about being politically correct too. He's always got seems to have a well balanced cast, and I don't mean that in a negative way that he certain people shouldn't get their chance to act. But when parts are written for certain people, yeah, or certain groups, they should be. They were written that way for a reason, and then trying to mix it up doesn't always work. It, it causes more questions sometimes than it, it does um, help, I think. But it's just my my opinion, my humble opinion. Okay, so what were you going to talk about a podcast that should be remain nameless? Oh, well, no, it was just about CGI. We, and this Maybe we could do this subject. Uh, is CGI a fad? Has it been oversaturated? Could some of these been movies been made as hand-drawn animation... Uh, are they unique, you know, to the CGI where the movies couldn't have been done as a hand drawing? Would, you know, could Shark Tales have been done uh, by hand? Would it have drawn as much attention? Personally, I thought Shark's Tales stunk. Didn't like it at all. Uh, okay. All right. You know, <laughs> have you seen Shark Tales? No, oh, just okay. bits and pieces. Yeah, it it yeah. didn't float my boat. But I like CGI. I think CGI and hand-drawn animation can exist side by side. I think... They both have their unique properties, and I don't think one dilutes the other or supersedes the other or has one has to stop for the other to 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 succeed you know or either way and there's there's a big theory out there that you know Disney's blown a big time with a couple movies by by marketing towards teenage boys oh, where yeah. they're there's... the people that don't go to the movies but i you know I'm only judging this now well I have two ways of judging it from when I was a kid now i was somewhat of a Disney geek. Even in high school, I had to go see every new animation feature in the theater just because I loved animation. My kids are now in high school and passing through high school, going to college. Now, granted, the two girls that are the high school, they still go to see all the movies, but so do the boys when they go out in big groups. Now, granted, the boys may be there for one reason, (laughs) but they're still there, and that's my point. So if the chick wants to go, the chick usually takes the guy with her. And if the guy is smart, he'd go to the chick flick because they're all, you there. know, they're all emotional after that. And that's, that's like going to Halloween haunt. You don't go with a bunch of guys unless you're going to pick up some girls. You go with girls because they're screaming and need that manly protection. And they're jumping on you, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, well, right. it's, it's like the, the, what, the law of nature. It's like, come on, you know, it's like. Uh, okay, well, that's an interesting discussion for when we got, like, you know, an hour to talk A longer about time, it. yeah. But it would be something. there's. There's lots of uh, forum activity on on that very subject. That well, there's a huge amount right now, and I, I think it would be a, a it could be a series of podcasts almost to talk about it, and almost ones we could have guests on because there there's some very um, lofty opinions out there, and it'd be interesting not to take them on because to be honest, really, I'm not that passionate to where I'm going to say I absolutely sure. know it all, but I have some opinions on it. There are some people far more passionate about it, and I really at some point don't give a rat's ass i either like it or i don't like (laughs) a movie based on the movie and it doesn't even matter if it was live action hand-drawn cgi i go for the story in the movie my wife's acid test is this did i was i entertained yes or no 
Well, yeah, That's exactly. All there is to it. I, I know there was even a couple of threads. Am I the only one who don't get lost in Desperate Housewives? And I'm thinking, no, I've heard a lot of people say that. I'm entertained by them. Is it deep thinking entertainment? No. no. But I don't always want to have deep thinking entertainment where I'm trying to figure out. Now, Avi, I think actually Lost keeps coming up with twists I wasn't expecting, and you're always trying to figure things out. Um, Desperate Housewives is just mindless, you know, uh, fun, voyeur kind of uh, entertainment. You're, you're actually, you know, rooting for the bad person sometimes or seeing how each other gets over on each other. It's like Peyton Place right in, you know, in front of you. It's, it's mildly entertaining, and, you know, it's got decent-looking women, and the girls think it's got decent-looking guys, at least that's what my wife says. So it's, it's just kind of fun to see because I think it's kind of, Something somewhat true life unfortunately it probably parallels a lot of uh where our society is today but uh i do kind of find it entertaining prison break now there's a when that came on the first season i'm like how the hell are they going to do a full season about this now they're into season two and i find it just as good as season one has I, he I, broken out of prison yet oh yeah they're they're out of prison now they're on the run now it's kind of the fugitive kind of thing going. Oh, okay but they've got a lot see this is the thing with these kind of shows lost Desperate Housewives, Prison Break, they're large ensemble casts. So it allows you to, you could go a show and not even have some people on the show. Sure. And then you're like, oh, but what's happening? You know, it really allows you to spread things out where sitcoms, everybody's on every time. You got to figure something to do for everybody or most of the time. Uh, So I like this large ensemble cast. Star Trek made it work. Uh, I think a lot of these shows can make it work and work well. Uh, I think just people need to give it a chance. And Lost is not a show like, I'm trying to think of another show, 24, where you're going to try to come in second season or in the middle of the season. There is so much going on to, to yeah, catch can't. up. It's, I mean, 24, when it's happening in real time, and uh, it always blows me away. I'm like, wait, that guy got us exposed to radiation like, you know, eight shows ago. Yeah, but yeah. that was only eight hours. eight hours ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, it's really, it's oh, an interesting spe- concept. I, I twenty four Spe- is one of my favorite shows. Speaking of time, Lost seems to be trying to do the real time thing. A little bit of no, that, yeah. Because yeah. The, the guy said that they've only been on the island for sixty nine days. Yeah, so you could say an episode of an episode a day, but not going by the hour like uh, yeah twenty four is. Not quite. Not quite. Now twenty four, anyway, you know, they eased up a little bit. They did a bunch of multi screen shots the first season they backed off a little bit of that only on the kind of the um what do you call it from going to the commercial and coming back from the commercial i forgot what the technical term about oh. those breaks are but they do some of the multi shots there to kind of tie everything together what's going on in all the different sectors if you will um sectors okay. I, well, I, I couldn't think of a it right. just popped out so all right well so you know it's this this is a thread maybe somebody should start maybe you could do that um Start a thread in the DPN to report your magical moments because so far I haven't seen any extra magical moments. I expect magical moments every day I'm at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. We, I no, mean, I think th- that th- fast pass thing was pretty cool. I, that's great. Yeah. The rent, just, you know, next time you go, just try to keep your eyes open and see if there's... Well, I do keep my eyes open every time I go. I'm looking for things to talk about on the show, either good or bad or indifferent. I mean... I go to oh, enjoy myself, but I always I'm keeping my eye out for a topic too. Because who are you kidding? You know. You're you're looking out for topics for your own stuff. What stuff? 
Mentioning my way. Oh, thanks. You said it this time. I didn't have to. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> uh, no, it, it is true. I always keep my eye out for that, but I know that uh, uh, you support this show also, so you know I have to have you comment on ideas here too. Okay. So uh, I got to have my Ed McMahon. You know, so. Oh, please. <laughs> We're John and Ken. No freaking... Johnny and Ed. And we need to go out and do another park show. Everybody loves the park yes, show. Yes, I know. I know. I think we should try to I hate to, I shudder to say it, but once a month. Yeah, yeah. We you don't want to give uh, any promises because there's a couple posters out there that'll be saying you're two days late. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's fun. I like, I like being in the atmosphere. Yeah, so. and, and, and it spawns discussion. It, you know, when you're sitting there, you can Hear or see or smell or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, and it actually would be kind of cool if we knew, you know, when people are telling us they're going to be in the park, if, you know, it would allow us to have some... Uh, extra folk there? Yeah, extra people in the show, which has a new dynamic, and we don't always have that availability with uh, Skype and other software. It's a little tougher sometimes to get the third parties in, uh, and the bandwidth is sometimes an issue. Uh, but being in the park, being you know, actually in the place doing it would be a lot of fun. I'm not so sure that, you know, not that we should do ride-throughs, but we also have a different way of looking at things that where we could, you know, have a discussion on a ride yeah, yeah. that doesn't yeah, yeah. disturb other people. Like, <clears throat> let's see, I think we were in the park, what, with Jeff, and I was trying to do a good videotape ride-through of some attraction <laughs> that some big mouth named Mike sent next to me kept blabbing the whole time. What? Yeah, you. You don't even know you did it. You did blah, blah, blah. It's like, remember the time we played poker in Vegas? And you're like, oh, Richard, you know you don't have it. You don't sit at a poker table in Vegas uh, and banter like you do wait, at home. Wait, which, what ride did you videotape where I was talking? The Indy? mansion. The mansion. Mansion. Really? Oh, why is Madame Leota not floating? Oh. Yeah. Why wasn't she floating? Well, that could have been a question after I was done taping. Ugh. You know. Small insensitivities like that, you know. Yeah, okay. So now i got to go back. Poor me. I've got to go back to the park and try it again. Sure. <laughs> All right, then. But we could have some... We could... <laughs> <laughs> so, again, send us your topics. Send us an email. Go to iTunes and try to override all that stupid one-star yeah. postulizing Jesus freak. Uh, Pros- proselytizing. Whatever. You know, the, you know, the guy was so off base with what he was, or he or she, whatever. Um, with that stupid thing. Give us some four and five stars outweigh that stupid one star <laughs> yeah. we got. That was just lame. Yeah. Uh, go in there and click that the... thing to say it wasn't helpful, too. So it says, like, you know, zero out of 20 people found this helpful. Um, send us email at mike at micecast.com or greg at micecast.com or imaginarymyway.com. Uh, check our threads two, out. Do our voicemail. 206-600-MICE, 206-600-6423. Remember, Mouse Fest is coming up. Uh, Mike, unfortunately, uh, is, will be late, will not be at PodFest. Or and, the DPN meet. Or the DPN meet, which is more fun than watching plants grow plants at the grow. Land Pavilion. And also, um, Happy Hour <laughs> at the Rosen Crown. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you'd like to eat at the Rosen Crown, because the DPN podcasters are... Um, let's say prearranged to sit together and there's no room for, unfortunately no room for any uh, of the listeners. Please make your reservations early. If you think you want to stay and eat there. 407 uh, WDW dine. Very good, Mike. 
so I gotta say, best fish and chip. Yep. In the world. Disney World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> can't think of any other announcements other than you know, no. make sure you tune or, tune in to imaginarymyway.com and oh, I'm sorry, that's uh, the micecast.com and blogspot.micecast.com. Forgot what show I was on there for a second. Okay. Yeah. Check out Inside the DPN, the newest podcast about the podcast. podcast. You got to well, you got to pause. You you can't just. Rip okay, through. I'm there's, sorry. There, there's a inflection you, that's got to be. You're, heard. you're teaching me about timing. Yeah, obviously okay. I had to because you couldn't even get it right. I mean, it's, that's that's a really fine line with that particular podcast about the podcast. You got to get it right, so you just can't okay. rip through it. You know, Mark you is perfect because he's smooth and silky. Of course, you could have just not said anything, and we could have dropped it in the professional promo. That's not you know but, the personal touch. You know, some people appreciate. I'm see. I'm going that extra magical. <laughs> oh, that's a world. That's a world. Weisscast, the year of a million, the year of a million, <laughs> million something or other. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be our gimmick. Oh yeah, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. Year of a million. Year of a million cynicisms. Oh, and don't for, you know you forget? We haven't announced this in a while. Uh, what is it? Zazzle.micecast.com or whatever's the Zazzle address? Oh, my, Zazzle.com slash micecast. Get some micecast gear. There you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Are we, what do we see? RSA send the suggestions in. Did we say that mm-hmm. already? Yeah. Yes, we did. So it sounds like we're pretty much done. And we were dickless again tonight. And we've been working on that. Um, seems like Bob wants to get in on... Maybe that. maybe the next in park show we can have Richard there. That you know that yeah chicken shit that would probably be easy for him to. <laughs> he's always got some damn excuse. Him and Bob okay. will never get together because he's always got an excuse. The real to. good thing would be getting Bob and Dick on the show at the same time. Oh, that'd be funny. That would be Bob would can be tell. Good. Him. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Well, you're about to say all that's left to do is say goodnight. Ah, goodnight. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. 